the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Now that there are just two presidential candidates, we all get to hear about the wonderful things that they've done for America. I know everyone's looking forward to that, right? Now why do they tell us all the wonderful things that they do for America? Well, that's, that's the normal response. If you've done something good, you want to tell people. Now, of course, when something goes bad, the candidates don't want to talk about it. Or at least they don't want to dwell upon it. Candidates are going to accentuate the good things, the good PR, and then ignore or just simply downplay the bad PR. The reason why they do that is because good PR usually means a large following, and bad PR means no following. This is why Jesus' response at the end of the Gospel reading is so peculiar. It was an excruciating, painful day for Jairus and his wife, having a sick daughter, close to death. And one final attempt to save her appears to have failed. She died. Now, of course, it doesn't stay that way. Jesus comes, resurrects her, and joy and amazement follows. And a normal response for, their par uh, for her parents, for Jairus and his wife, would be, hey, I got to tell everybody this. My daughter, who once is dead, now is alive. And isn't it amazing? I mean, they're also going to tell all those people that were praying for her. God answered their prayers. And if they are like the father of the prodigal son, they're going to throw a party. But today, Jesus plays the party pooper. He tells them to be quiet. They're not even to talk about it among themselves. Jesus says... No one should know about this. Now, if Jesus had a PR rep, she's probably pulling her hair out right now. Are you sure, Jesus? You really don't want this to get out. Do you really believe they're not going to talk about it? I mean, word's going to get out, and we've got to make sure that the message stays on topic. Well, Jesus remembers the last four weeks. Because over the last four weeks, responses to Jesus have been mixed at best. Four weeks ago, there was a word going around the neighborhood that Jesus was in cahoots with Beelzebub. That's bad PR. And then there was word going around the disciples that he doesn't really even care about them. And finally, if word got out that even his followers had no clue what he was up to and what he was doing, well then, frankly, 
no one is going to follow Jesus. Got to control the bad PR. But if you are interested in having a good PR moment, then this is it. The resurrection of the 12-year-old daughter of one of the ruler of the synagogues is our moment, Jesus. You don't want to keep this to yourself. You want to make sure that it makes the nightly news. You're probably going to ask Jarius and his wife if they would be willing to go on Good Morning America the next day. Because the thinking is, once word gets out, everybody is going to follow Jesus. But the reality is the opposite. Because over the last four weeks, Jesus has done the miraculous. He has done the extraordinary. He's done the phenomenal. And rather than creating belief, it's caused doubt, questions, misunderstandings, and today, fear and trembling. Jesus wants this under wraps because he knows that he is really the only one who knows what's going on. He sees the bigger picture. He knows that if this gets out, he knows what this can do to people by creating false expectations of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That if you follow Jesus, pain, suffering, death will fall by the wayside and you will have a simply wonderful life, free from all that. Jesus knows that's not true. And he knows that the miraculous events don't do what you think they should do. Now what's interesting, though, is that this isn't the only time in the Gospels where a resurrection, something wonderful, doesn't do what you think it should do. In fact, it's not, only, it's not the only time in the gospel a mark that a resurrection does the opposite of what you think it should do. Because even Jesus' resurrection, something that should cause a great amount of good PR, causes fear, trembling, and uncertainty. Now you can go home after church and... Uh, Read Mark 16. But the women at the tomb, after receiving the message, are afraid. But there's one big difference between that resurrection moment and today's resurrection moment. The message is is that rather than keeping quiet, the women need to go and tell the 12 disciples what they've heard, and they need, to tell the, they need to tell the 12 disciples that they need to make the journey from Jerusalem to Galilee. And there they will see Jesus. The trip from Jerusalem to Galilee on foot is about 120 miles. Could be 90 miles, but you'd have to go through Samaria. That's a long walk. And on that journey from Jerusalem to Galilee, the disciples have time to rehearse their doubts, 
their questions, their fears, but they also have time to rehearse their joys and their anticipations. But that journey has both. So for today's gospel reading, the family and the disciples need to keep quiet because they haven't made it to Galilee yet. They need to continue along on their journey with Jesus. We're only in Mark chapter 5. And they're going to have to make the journey the rest of the way, all the way to the resurrection. That means this family is going to have to stay with Jesus through the tough spots, through the trials, and then finally through the crucifixion. And if we know our Bible, we know that not many people do that. Once through the crucifixion and the resurrection, then they'll be able to put today in perspective. Once through that moment, then they'll be able to tell everybody what today is all about. You see, there's really no good way of making today a great PR moment for Jesus. Because... There's no way to capture its fullness in a nightly news report or a newspaper article. But really the only way that you can capture its fullness is by actually participating in it. That means the good, the tough, but also the wonderful. You see, Jesus isn't about the grandiose today. He's about real life today. He's about people following him. And the only way to really understand what's happened to the girl or the woman, or even you, is to understand it through faith. And faith in today's gospel reading is only realized by participating in the life as one of Jesus' disciples, following him wherever he goes, experiencing whatever he experiences, which means making that trip with all its fears, its doubts, its questions, but at the same time, all of its joy and anticipation for something more. the only way you're going to be able to live that kind of life, a real life, is like Jairus and the woman did today. Both of them fell at the feet of Jesus. If you read the gospel again, they never got up. They lived their life like a disciple at the feet of Jesus. Because living there following Jesus, making the hard journey with him is really the only way to experience what true resurrection means. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.